and welcome back to another episode of the 49er Way Podcast. Jay Sahoda, Zach Chevy, what a game we have on tap in week 18. It's a win and you're in situation for the 49ers as they take on the Los Angeles Rams. Shanahan McVay, here we go. Meaningful football in January. We're going to break down that matchup and of course recap the week 17 victory over the Texans and Trey Lance's first NFL win as a 49er. We'll talk about Lance and Jimmy G, who's going to start on Sunday. We'll talk all about that and much more. So keep a lock and stay tuned. We got a good one coming your way. And of course, don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. What is good, faithful? Week 18 in the NFL is about to go down this week. And the Niners have a huge game, arguably the biggest game since Super Bowl 54, as they will take on the Rams. In an NFC West showdown for the second time this year, they will meet with high stakes on the line. The Niners win, and they're in. And the Rams win, and they will host in wildcard weekend, as well as the divisional round, and win, I believe, would be their second or third division championship under Sean McVay. High stakes in this one. Shanahan McVay, Niners, Rams, Chevy, here we go again. Yeah, you said it best. Winning, you're in, man. It's the story of the week. You know, the Niners, we've we've had a good luck against the Rams for a while under uh, Shanahan now. So here's the hoping we can have that same luck uh, against the Rams. But, you know, when the, the division's on the line for them, I don't know. You know, I'm not as certain as some other uh, Niners fans or some other fans in the football community. But, you know, last week was a was a pretty good week for us. You know, we got to see the future of Niners football and Trey Lance. And listen, he may have had a shaky start, but I'm pretty impressed with what I saw out of Trey Lance, especially in the second half of that game. No doubt. And let's and let's start there. Niners Texans last week. We knew the Niners needed a win to get in and a Saints loss to the Carolina Panthers and Carolina. Thanks for absolutely nothing in that game. They lost 18 to 10. So the Niners were unable to clinch, but I do think it is fair. We should start with this game. Talk about Trey Lance's performance because I got to be quite honest with you. I, 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 w- I was very impressed with, with Trey Lance. It was the first half was slow, you know, took a little bit of time. And at times I needed to remind myself that, this is only his second career start. At times, I'm like, oh, Trey, you should have done this. And Trey, you, you missed the wide open Ayuk. Or Trey, you, you should have thrown it away there. And I'm like, man, just <laughs> like, like chill. Like, this is second career. So I had to remind myself. I don't even care if it was against the Texans. I had to remind myself multiple times that this is only his second career start. But that second half, I felt like, and also Adam Marchaletta on the call on CBS said that mar- multiple times throughout the game that, it seems like Shanahan and Lance were trying to feel himself out, right? Because Shanahan's still getting, you know, used to Lance in game, right? And getting used to what, you know, what he's good at and and different things like that. And it seemed like in the second half, both of them were able to get on the same page. And I, I was really impressed with the kid for his second career start. I don't care if it was the Texans. It, it was a good performance by him. 
Yeah, I think it was helpful that it was the Texans where it was his second career start. And you said it right. You know, at the beginning, he was definitely a little slow. The the football game looked a little fast to him. And listen, that's what the NFL is. It's fast pace. It's high pace. And, you know, he kind of settled in in the second half and he got to really see what Trey Lance is really made of. Right now, the offense is still, you know, the Jimmy G kind of offense, you know, the short pass, look through your progressions, hit your progressions, be accurate and stuff like that. And, you know, Trey Lance adds a different dynamic uh, to that offense. So I think next year, especially, you're going to see a lot more of the Trey Lance offense, whereas now it's still the Jimmy G offense with a bit of Trey Lance pizzazz in there, I would say. But yeah, you know, I, I was uh, pretty excited to watch Trey Lance. There was, as you said, there was times where I was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I don't know about that. You know, even the interception wasn't terrible. Yes, it was an underthrown ball, but if you got a little more zip on that, that would have been a nice completion to Kittle. But yeah, speaking of Kittle, I, I was kind of shocked he shied away from Kittle. You know, that, that's usually your safety blanket. It's usually Jimmy G's safety blanket. And I thought uh, that would be the Niners' safety blanket this week. But no, it was Ayuk who had uh, the most receptions and tied for most targets uh, in the game from Lance. And apparently, Ayuk has uh, always been the guy that even before games, you know, when Trey Lance is out there throwing, Ayuk's always there willing to take some extra reps and uh, get that connection with Trey. And you can see that chemistry, especially in that game. You know, he's our leading receiver with four receptions for 94 yards. But yeah, I, the offense under Trey Lance looked pretty good, especially in that second half. You know, we got to see how he uses his legs, how he how his arm goes. And oh my God, that deep throw touchdown to Debo Samuel. What a play that was. And I'm so excited to see so many more of those in the future for the Niners. Oh, no doubt. That throw to Debo, I think, got us all out of our seats, whether we were at home or at Levi's. It was it was really just nice to see. And and you mentioned him and Ayuk. I was I was gonna bring up that exact point. Um, I remember hearing it on the on the broadcast. They were saying that Ayuk and Lance have spent a lot of time throughout the offseason as well working together. That explains why they have so much chemistry there. And same thing with Debo. George Kittle, I think Lance, Lance and him don't exactly have the same chemistry that Jimmy and Kittle do, right? That will change. And I think Trey Lance, I mean, look at that. Kittle came down with, with like, that was an absolutely insane catch. And Lance kind of just threw it. It was a beautiful throw. Don't get me wrong. But it was a tough catch for Kittle. And he just came down with it. Trey Lance will learn that George Kittle is going to become one of those guys where if I throw it to him anywhere in his vicinity, he's going to come down with it. But Lance is still learning, man. It's a, I'm not surprised that it kind of took him that long. But seeing him able to adjust is what made this so great. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I... I was fairly calm. Even when it was 7-3 at halftime, I was like, nah, I, I think we'll be all right. I'll, I'll admit, I was a little bit worried at times. I'm like, okay, it's a little worrisome. But overall, I was like, nah, we, sh- we should be able to beat the Texans. I, I know a lot of people in the beginning were like, oh, my God, it's a, you know, we, we got to win this game. The Texans killed the Chargers. I, I was never that worried, to be honest. Like, I know Houston's decent, but they're also 4-11 and for a reason. We're too talented, and it showed in the end, right? Who who came up yeah. with the big plays down the stretch? Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. Now is my segment for Elijah Mitchell. I I, I need to say, it. Bro, dude. I, actually, you know what? I got to give you props first because you before the season started, <laughs> you before the season started, were like Elijah Mitchell's gonna be a dog, and I was like, all right, yes, all right, let's see. Right, I was a little more um, a little more on Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's my guy. He had an unreal season last year. I thought this year was gonna be huge. I think the injury kind of slowed him down a little bit. 
he's he's done well. Jeff Wilson, don't get me wrong, has done well. And I feel like I, he didn't get any carries in this game. And I have a feeling Shanahan probably was like, I want to give Jeff Wilson a little bit time of rest, right? Kind of give him like a maintenance thing now that Mitchell's back uh, kind of thing. But dude, I love Elijah Mitchell. Like I, I can't, like I don't think I've ever been so impressed by a 49ers running back. And considering we've now we've had a lot of good running backs over the past few years, right? Mostert, Breida, Carlos Hyde. Uh, I'm probably forgetting a few of them in there. Like we've had a lot of great running backs back there that have succeeded in this offense. But Elijah Mitchell's just different. Like he's got burst. He will he will grind you up. Like that's the thing is he will he will like he will slow down defenses. Like he'll he'll go he'll pick up five. He'll hand it to again. He'll pick up another five and then another four. Like he will wear you down, and then he'll get a hole and he'll burst for twenty yards. Elijah Mitchell is just built for this defense, and I love the fact that he's a rookie, so we don't have to pay him a ton, and then we got to go and pay the rest. I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this right now. I mean, I'm not really shocked because I also said at the beginning of the season I do think we do have to look at Raheem Mostert's contract situation. I don't think it's worth it to keep him, considering he's him and Joukowsky Tard kind of the same. They're always injured, um, but Elijah Mitchell is just is is making this a no brainer. He is so impressive, man. I had to plug that in because Elijah Mitchell has been one of the most fun players. Even though Debo has been, no doubt, the best Niner this year. He's been absolutely incredible, taking amazing leap. But Elijah Mitchell, man, props to this kid. He is awesome. He just needs to stay a little bit more healthy. But with the way he plays, I can kind of understand why he gets a little beat up. But Elijah Mitchell, man, he's been so much fun to watch this year. Yeah, even when I hyped him up at the beginning of the year, I didn't expect him to be this good, especially right away. But, you know, Elijah Mitchell, his north-south speed is ridiculous, man. Honest. You toss him the ball. Like, the Niners are just so good at establishing uh, the outside that if you toss him the ball at the outside, he can easily get four to five yards before he gets a hand on him. And then, you know, then he gets to the bigger runs where he goes for nine or ten or stuff like that. But he's just – he just wears down offenses, and that's exactly what we need in the backfield you know we've seen that so many times in our offense that our offense runs through the run game once you establish the run game then you can get everything else going and you know that may change with Trey Lance because his arm is so electric and you know he can run the ball as well and all that stuff but having Elijah Mitchell in the backfield with Trey Lance and same with Debo Samuel like when you put Debo and Elijah Mitchell right next to Trey Lance at a play, you don't know who the ball is going to. You don't know if it's going to be a run, if it's going to be a throw. It it just adds a huge dynamic to this offense. And yeah, Elijah Mitchell's been perfectly great for this offense. And I do think we're going to see a lot of Jeff Wilson this week because I heard Elijah Mitchell is a little bit banged up and I'm not sure if he's going to be playing. But uh, yeah, that's the one thing with, I, I don't know. They say he has a knee injury. He's looking decent to play, but you know, it's it's been a concern all throughout the season. I mean, all of our running backs have been banged up the entire season. I hope he's able to play because he's just been a different level for this offense, and he's added such a nice dynamic and such a nice change to this offense. And yeah, his north south speed. I keep on saying it's ridiculous, man. He'll get you those four to five yards, and that's exactly what you need to start a drive. If you get four to five yards, let's say you get nothing on second down, you're at a third and manageable, a third and five, a third and six. You know, it, it, it's it's something you can work with. So yeah, I, I really like Elijah Mitchell, and he's really made uh, and he really showed out in uh, the Texans game with 119 yards. On 21 carries like a 5.7 
run or yards per run is like ridiculous, man. That's exactly what you need out of your running back. Uh, he, I, that's what I'm saying, man. He is built for this offense. The way that he plays is so like I, since really since Frank Gore, I haven't been this impressed by a 49ers running back. And we've had some great ones, right? Mostert was awesome. So much burst, explosive. Breida, same thing. Carlos Hyde was more of one of those wear you down type guys. I really liked Carlos Hyde. He, 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 he was one of my guys. But Elijah Mitchell has the explosiveness, the burst, and the wear you down. Like, it's rare that you see all of those things. And that's why I point out Frank Gore because he had all of those things. Frank Gore was a bigger back, and he will wear you down. But Frank Gore would all would also, you know, run off for those 20, 30-yard games. Like, Frank Gore had all those phases. Elijah Mitchell kind of has all of that, too. And he's a small back, too. He's not a big guy, but, man, he's so damn physical. I, I, I've just been so impressed with it. He's been so much fun to watch. I think he's had five 100-yard 100 100-yard games this year. Like, that's outstanding for a rookie, considering he's only played, I believe it's been either... 10 or 11 games has been just incredible stuff. I do I do think he will play. I know his knee's a little banged up, but this this is a game that's just, we need everyone. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, we need everyone. And worst case scenario, and I, I, I just brought up the box score from the last Rams game that we had. Elijah Mitchell, yeah, was the workhorse. 27 carries. Like, Shannon went all out with him. But Debo had five carries. Jeff Wilson had 10. I would like to see a similar situation here, except Elijah Mitchell's carries a little down a little bit, considering he is a little banged up. But use everyone, man. Use Wilson, use Debo, use Elijah Mitchell, use all of them able to run the football. Use Trey Lance a little bit if you want to. Um, use different guys to get the run game going. And I don't know, man. This is It was great stuff last week, and the Niners are going to need every single thing. Um, going in this week, but back back to Trey Lance again, just a really impressive job by him. And even even without even at the beginning of the year, I when I looked at the schedule, I said I eyed down this Texans game and was like, this would be a really good game to start Trey Lance. And ironically, that's exactly what happened. Obviously, it came at the expense of Jimmy, but Lance went in there, got the job done, got us a big win. And uh, again, a lot of people were really impressed by his in-game adjustments and. That's something to go forward. It's it's definitely encouraging to um, going forward. There's so the Niners got that win. They're nine and seven now. Um, the defense, I, I thought the defense overall was was great against Houston. They did exactly what they needed to do. Stop this Texans offense, and they did. They didn't run the ball very well, and they got to Davis Mills. Jordan Willis got in there a few times. Arden Key got in there. It was really good stuff. And Marcel Harris came up with a massive interception. And Fred Warner led the team fifteen tackles. On the day, no Greenlaw, no Aziz. Fred Warner and Masa Harris came up clutch in this game. Yeah, one name that we discussed uh, on Sunday during the game, we were going back and forth, was Jordan Willis, man. Like, the last couple of games, I feel like we've been talking, we've been bringing up his name a lot, and he's really brought a nice impact to this defensive line. You know, Bosa's always the guy we talk about because Bosa's one of the best defensive ends in the league, man. But Bosa's been a bit quiet the last couple of games, and you've seen it's because they're bringing that double team and that they're giving him that extra attention, you know, giving him a little shove before uh, he goes into that tackle. And it's really freeing up those other guys like Jordan Willis, like Arden Key, like Samson Ebucom. And, you know, it, our defensive line, it's nice seeing them feast and, and not seeing Bosa, you know, have to carry everything the entire time. So I really like the work the defensive line's been doing. 
One thing we ought to talk about, especially in the defense, our entire secondary is on COVID, which is unfortunate. And, and, you know, with our secondary, we ought to bring up in this game, Josh Norman's benching. You know, Josh Norman's been kind of our cornerback one all season, which is not a great cornerback one to have. We've discussed that all season long. But, yeah, he, he wasn't that great last game. And, you know, they brought in Dante Johnson to kind of take over for him. Dante Johnson looked all right, but he's he's no cornerback one. He's no cornerback two. And Ambry Thomas, who's been looking pretty good uh, down the stretch and the guy we've been leaning on for our secondary, he he's now on COVID. And I'm not sure if he's going to play. I don't know. The, the secondary looks kind of banged up, which is very concerning going up against a Rams team with Cooper Cup, who is – by far the best wide receiver in the league and having one of the best seasons of as a wide receiver ever. Like he, he's just having an incredible season and that's what worries me going into this week against the Rams. Odell's heating up too, which isn't good either. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, it's a huge concern. I mean, the, the, the secondary has been the 49ers weakness all season long. I mean, it's, it's not a secret or anything. And I'll be I'll be honest. I'm trying to avoid even talking about talking about it because I know <laughs> I know it's a problem, and I just don't want to to get that in the way. And I'm just hoping and trying to be positive as I can that they'll be back. And at the bare minimum, just give me Jimmy Ward and Ambry Thomas back, and I'm cool with that because Emmanuel Mosley might be ready, and that is a huge plus. You got him and Ambry Thomas, and stick Jimmy Ward back there in the secondary. I, I can live with that. K1 Williams as well. We we need K1. K1 always shows out against the Rams. So does Jimmy Ward. We need those guys there. And it's it's so annoying that, yeah, it's our whole secondary has the breakout um, situation there. I'm not surprised with Josh Norman. Honestly, I'm not surprised they got benched at all. It, it doesn't surprise me. But Ambry Thomas has looked better and better each and every week. I've been very pleased with what I've seen. It's very encouraging. And he's got a huge test. If he is on the field on Sunday, he's got a huge test against Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham, whoever he's matched up against. He's gonna, It's going to be a challenge for them. But I'm hoping we're as healthy as can be on, on Sunday in the secondary. A lot of people get activated on there. Um, if there's anyone who doesn't get activated, maybe Josh Norman. But aside the point, we need as much depth as possible in the secondary. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to be good. And that's a problem considering this is a winning and you're in situation. One more note about Trey Lance. I know this has been kind of swirling around Twitter too. Very ironic. I know a lot of people have been bringing up, including myself, the comparison between Trey Lance and Colin Kaepernick, how, you know, they're similar skill sets, kind of look the same, all the, a lot of similarities there. T- take this, and I don't know if you saw the tweet or whatever. Trey Lance's stat line on Sunday, 16 for 23, 249 passing yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Colin Kaepernick in his home debut against the Bears, 16 for 23, 243, and two touchdowns. Very similar. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I I did not see that, but that is wild. Crazy similar. I I wanted to bring that up. I thought that was kind of cool. And I mean, hey, if that means anything, I I hope Trey Lance goes on a a similar run. Cap did in his first first year as a starter. So, We'll see what happens there. Uh, if I'm being honest, I mean, let's let's transition over to this massive Rams game, which I think we need most of this episode to yeah. talk about because this is this is huge, man. This is this is as big of a game as the Niners have had, like I said at the top of the episode, really since Super Bowl 54 against the Chiefs. You're winning your rim. The Rams are trying to fight for the NFC West. It's on the line for them. And the Rams also want to kick our ass in every way, shape, or form, considering what we did to them back in Week 10. That's what makes me nervous. I don't, it's not that I think the Niners can't take this matchup. I absolutely think that we can take this matchup, but I hate the fact that the media 
continuously keep saying, oh, but the Niners have beat them five straight times. Oh, but the Niners own the Rams. But no, 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 please. Like, do not give the Rams more ammunition than they, than they already have. It is so not necessary. I roll my eyes every time someone talks about it because this is a different game. This is a different game. Or at SoFi, the first time the Niners go into SoFi with a packed crowd, there, there's a lot on the line here, and we don't even know who's starting a quarterback. So the Rams have been on a roll right now. They've won, I can't remember, it's four or five straight now. They're coming in hot. I, I don't know, man. How do you feel going into this game? Because I'd be honest, I'm really excited, and I'm really nervous at the same time. Yeah, I'm really nervous, you know, especially looking at quarterbacks. If Jimmy G plays, is it really 100% Jimmy G? Definitely Absolutely not. not. Like, he's, no. saying, he's saying his uh, his hand hurts. Like, it hurts real bad. And, you know, I did see a video of him practicing today. It looks like he could throw the ball. So it looks kind of promising that Jimmy G may be in there. And I think we do have a better chance if Jimmy G is in the game. But I think we do have a chance if Trey Lance is in the game, too. The one thing we need if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback is we need him to not have that same slow start he has against the Texans because you can't have a slow start against the Rams. Like, you need to be 100%. You need to be up there. You need to be up to speed right at the start of the game or else you're going to get steamrolled. The Rams have not looked amazing the last five weeks. Yes, they're they're 5-0 and in the last five weeks, but each week they, they didn't look great. You know, Matthew Stafford at the end of the year – He's been throwing picks left, right, and center. He hasn't been amazing, but they've still managed to find a way to win. The thing that worries me the most about the Rams is their defense. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald, you got Vaughn Miller. Like, you got three probably Hall of Famers. Yes, it's a bit early for Jalen Ramsey, but Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald are Sherlock Hall of Famers in my eyes. And I think Jalen Ramsey is one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. And he's been for the last couple of years. So I don't know. Like, yes, we owe, we've owned them for the last five games that we faced them. But it means absolutely nothing. It means nothing, man. And especially you look at their team. that They've had injuries at the backfield. Sony Michelle's been doing great the last couple of weeks. He's been doing great all season backing up Henderson. And now it's his time to shine. And you know who's back in their backfield? Cam Akers. Cam Akers was so dominant in his last couple of games uh, last year. And then, you know, he was going to be the lead back this year before he got injured. So I don't know, man. It's just nothing looks good for us this week. You know, it, it seems kind of like a trap game for the Niners. As terrible as it is, because it's a win in your in game for the Niners. And, you know, we are going in with the highest intensity and it could potentially be our last game. But I don't know. It's just with the everything the media is saying, you're right. Like I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this game. And I feel like it's not going to go in the direction we want it to go, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, the key to the game, we just got to make sure we're on top of that defense because that defense is going to eat us up alive. And, you know, I'm just – I'm concerned. I'm concerned, man. Look, I, I wouldn't use the word that I'm concerned. Like, I, I, I'm not concerned. I'm just uh, – it's, it's nerve-wracking because – yeah, if Trey Lance starts this game, don't get me wrong. I, I think Trey has an incredible future. I think we were all very encouraged of what he did last week, but this is different. Like the the, the facing the mm-hmm. four and eleven Texans defense, and now you're going up against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know Von Miller. Like there's a lot of great players on this defense, and we embarrassed the living daylights out of them in Week Ten. So the, the Rams know that. They're not dumb. Like, they know that now we're going to their house and with a lot on the line, and they have a chance to really 
knock us out of the playoffs. I don't see why. Like, and th- that's the part that scares me. But you also alluded to the fact that the Niners have to start fast. No joke. Listen, the Niners, one of the biggest reasons why they smacked the Rams in the first place in week 10 was the fact that Kyle Shanahan, his goal was to run the ball, I think he said 40 or 50 times, something like that. The Niners' opening drive was 18 plays, 93 yards, and 11 minutes long. They took their sweet time on that drive, ran the ball down their throat, and they and they just didn't take their foot off the gas pedal. The, the defense was outstanding. They ran the ball, and they did what they do best. That's what the Niners have to do. It's all about, it's about time of possession when it comes to the Rams. The Niners had the ball for 39 minutes in that game in Week 10. 39 minutes. If you keep Matthew Stafford off the field, and then when he is on the field, you're forcing turnovers and you're getting three and outs, yeah, that's going to help you win games. The Niners have to be able to, This is going to come down to turnovers, really. And it seems like, really, in a lot of the Niners' losses this year, turnovers have been the issue and the 49ers haven't gotten a lot back so that's the kind of thing that I look at in this game and I I don't know man it's going to be interesting especially the whole quarterback thing here it it looks like Jimmy might give it a go Jimmy's practiced the last two days now I don't know the whole uh, status report here might have to bring it up on uh, for today's practice but I know he did practice today and he practiced in limited fashion yesterday so I don't know who you know who you're going to throw out there because it's such a tough decision because you have Trey Lance is obviously healthier. Jimmy G, like you said, I saw too. I think we've all seen it now. Yeah, that thumb hurts a lot and I don't blame him. It's going to hurt. But Jimmy G also looks like it seems like a day-to-day thing. Some days it hurts a lot more than the next. So it kind of depends what's going to happen on on Sunday. Like I, I, I don't know what's going to go on here. I think the question is, would you rather have, if Jimmy G is healthy, would you rather have him out there or a fully healthy Trey Lance against his Rams defense? Honestly, I would be shocked if Jimmy G is not the starter on Sunday. Even if he's not 100%, I think he's going out there and trying it at least for the first drive and see how it's going. Because, you, you, you know, you need that Jimmy G out there. As much as Trey Lance is the future and all that stuff that we've talked about, this is Jimmy G's season and Jimmy G's our quarterback. And Jimmy G gives us the best possible chance at winning, even if it's a 70% Jimmy G, a 60% Jimmy G. I think you have to put him out there, see what he can do. Again, you're probably going to run the ball a lot because that's what we did against the Rams and it worked. And that's what our team does. We run the ball and, you know, Jimmy makes those short throws that we need him to make. But, you know, you talked about turnovers. Matthew Stafford the last two weeks has turned over the ball a lot. Last week against the Ravens, he had two picks. The week before against the Vikings, he had three picks. That's five picks in the last two weeks. That's a, that's a lot of picks, man. Like I, I don't know. It, the, the problem is our, our defense has not been turning over the ball that much. You know, this entire season, we've had maybe one turnover a game, which isn't much. You know, I, I just think if we need to, if we have a chance, we need to get those picks. Because we, we've seen Stafford's been throwing them. He hasn't been the same for whatever reason. I don't know why Stafford's not doing as well as he's been at the start of the year. Who knows? Maybe we're jinxing this and Stafford's going to have the best game of his career against the Niners this week. But I just think, you know, you got to get those picks. you got to get those turnovers, like you said. And if we can turn over the ball and run down their throats and wear that defense down, that's how we're going to win. That's how we're, we've always won. And especially with the, the questions we've had on our uh, uh, offense and who's going to be at quarterback – 
we definitely need those turnovers and we need that turnover advantage. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be Jimmy G or Lance, but if I had to take a guess, I think Jimmy G at least starts out the game. Whether he plays the entire game, I'm not sure. You know, if he, he goes halfway through there and goes, okay, I, I can't do this anymore, my thumb's killing or stuff like that, or, you know, maybe, like, we've seen, like, his, his thumb's hurting so much that he's in, like, it's impacting the way he throws the ball and, you know, we, he's causing turnovers. Maybe then you throw in Lance, but I think Jimmy G starts this game no matter what. I mean, it's looking like it. So, yeah, he did practice today and apparently looked really good. Seen some clips here. Mm-hmm. He's tossing the rock around. Um, quote from Debo Samuel also in practice today saying, Jimmy just looks like Jimmy to me. Same confidence, same throw, same ball, same energy, same everything. I don't think he took a step backwards. I don't look like to me that his thumb hurts and he's out here doing a good job this week. I don't know, man. It, it's interesting. And I don't want to I don't want to say anything because, look, any Rams, any Rams guys out there? Look, guys, I'm just going to be real with you. Jimmy Garoppolo could start on Sunday. Trey Lance could start on Sunday. Nane Sudfeld could start on Sunday. Kyle Shanahan could start on Sunday. Mohamed Sudu could start on Sunday. So guess what? Pick your poison. We got a lot of different options. Kyle Juszczyk could, could, could start a quarterback on Sunday. Sorry, Rams, but that's the kind of the, the reality of the situation there. And I love the fact that Shanahan isn't going to announce a starter until game day, really. And honestly, we might not. Here's what would be even better is don't even make Garoppolo inactive. Make him active. And then literally make it until kickoff, and then we find out who the starter is. Yep. That's that would be ideal. And I think Shanahan and Mike McDaniel and, and these guys know that, and they're gonna do something like that. I don't listen. Bottom line here is, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really care who goes out. Do I prefer Jimmy? Absolutely, I prefer Jimmy for the sole reason of what's on the line on Sunday. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I, Trey Lance looked really good, but I don't like this matchup. Except Houston. You and I both said it too last week. We like the matchup, right? This is good for Trey. The week five against Arizona wasn't exactly the greatest matchup. And look at that. Again, we only lost by seven points in that game. We were in that game. Trey was very young at the time. And still, it wasn't horrible, right? It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. Now you you put him in a situation, a much better game against Houston, a much better matchup, and he played good. I made a lot of strides in that game. Now you're going on the road against the Rams. Massive game. A lot at stake. Season's on the line. Not really ideal for Trey Lance in there. Having said that, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of Trey. And I'm not even talking about just for design runs. Like, put him in there for some passes if you want to. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait for this game yeah. plan. And Shanahan and, and McDaniel have for this game. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm going to assume because it's been every time. Run the ball down their throat. But... I can't. I can't wait to see what they do. And I and you know what, man. I hope. I hope Jimmy plays this game. And if he does, I'll tell you this right now, Chevy. If Jimmy plays this game with this torn UCL or whatever the hell it is in his thumb, and we win this game, I don't want to hear shit about Garoppolo anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if we lose next weekend and Wild Card weekend. Number ten goes out there and clearly is saying my thumb hurts like a you know what. Goes into L.A. Beats the Rams for a sixth straight time. I have nothing but goddamn respect for Jimmy Garoppolo if he goes out and does that. I mean, yeah, you know, he's been, he's playing injured no matter what. We all know that. And if he wins this game, like Jimmy G should get a statue, <laughs> you know? Okay, that's I, it. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it but I know what much, you mean. You know, I know yeah. what you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, now we should mention about the other way that we could potentially make the playoffs. It's not necessarily all on our backs. If we do happen to lose, there is one game that can potentially clinch us the spot, and it's the Falcons versus the Saints. You know, talk about the it. Saints won last week against uh, the Panthers, which we desperately needed the Saints to lose. And of course, you know, they came out there and won. But you know, this 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 week they're against the Falcons. The Falcons, when we face them, I, I I said it right then and there. I said they're a good team. They're a team you gotta watch out for. They're not an easy win team. And you know, they're at home versus the Saints. And, and I don't know, man. Like, like I, I I mean Arthur Smith is such a great coach. And the last time they faced, because they've already faced this season, they went to New Orleans in in the Mercedes Benz Dome and, and they won. They won 27-25. You know, in that game, Cordero Patterson had, you know, a coming out game or six receptions, 126 yards. So, and recently he's not been the same Cordero Patterson, but Kyle Pitts has been showing out for them. Matt Ryan's been looking good. The defense, AJ Terrell is looking like one of the best cornerbacks in the league this year. So, you know, we really do got to watch their game closely, especially I believe they play uh, at 425. So they're playing at the same exact time. same time as we play. Unless we get flexed, we we don't know. Who knows? We'll see. No, it's but no, it, it's it's stuck. Playing. It's stuck at four o'clock. Both games will be at four oh. Eastern. Oh well, but yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's going to be another game to watch while we're watching the Niners game. Scoreboard watching is the name of Week 18. Uh, that's it, the new week, Week 18. We're going to watch scoreboards here. But yeah, you know, I I I don't feel too confident that the Falcons can pull it out but I mean it's encouraging that the last time they faced it they beat them by by two points too you know if it was a blowout by the Falcons I would actually feel less encouraging going into this game because that gives the Saints a lot of footage to you know see their mistakes and improve on them but with a close game like that I, I feel like it's another even ground and it's in Atlanta which gives Atlanta a bit of an advantage and, and, you know, as a Niners fan, I, I'm going to be a huge Atlanta fan this week. And I know you are, too. Rise up, baby. Rise <laughs> up. Let's go, Falcons. Man, like, I, I, I'm I, just saying just a backup plan, right? The bottom line here is Niners yeah, got to yeah. take care of business here. But just in case, Atlanta, let's freaking go. Matty Ice, my guy. Go out there, have a night. Might be your last game as a Falcon. Go throw for 400 yards. I want to see Cordell Patterson torch the Saints just like he did the first time. Uh, Kyle Pitts, have a day. I-, I want this Falcons team to go all out, man. Who cares if you didn't make the playoffs? Go all out. Do your thing. Pull out all the stops. The Saints drive me nuts. Look, I- I'm just going to say this right now about the Saints. I, I got so much respect for Sean Payton and the Saints. Like, I, I've been rooting for them the last few years in the playoffs. I wanted Drew Brees to get a second chip. Obviously, things didn't fall their way. But there's they've been so annoying to watch the last few weeks considering they've only scored one touchdown in the last three weeks. Like, I, I just, I can't. Like, I, when I look at both sides, I'm like, man, we're so much more talented than, the, than this version of the Saints team than the Saints team of maybe last year or the year before that. Having said that, I'm not surprised the Saints are, are in this right now. Sean Payton, one of the best coaches in all of football. They still got Alvin Kamara. Taysom Hill is still half. He's a football player. I don't know about a quarterback, but he's a really damn good football player. And the Saints defense is scary as hell. But Atlanta, man, come on. Come on, Fal- If the Falcons pull this off, man, I might just have to fly down to Atlanta and give Arthur Blank a hug. Like, I just, like, please, the Falcons yeah, you- get this... 
I, I I'd have to get a Kyle Pitts jersey if they win. I I, I honest on God, like we might have might have to do all of that. The Falcons, man, I might have to donate to to, to Matt Ryan's charity or something. Who the hell knows? Yes, sir. The Falcons, go do your thing, ball out. But bottom line here, I don't want to have to worry about the Falcons. It's about this. It's about this game for the Niners. And yes, like you mentioned, Chevy, I feel like this game did not get flexed. I honestly thought it was going to, but it didn't. I think that's because the division's on the line, so they wanted Rams and the Cardinals to play at the same time. That is at least my thought process. And then they put the Rams or the the Red, the Saints game at the same time, so then they're all playing at the same time. So yes, we will be scoreboard watching just in case. But this is huge, man. And I also want to also add in the fact that for once in our life. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling a Niners game. Finally, yep. about damn time. It, uh, I thought it was going to happen Thursday night. And then it said they did the, the Packers game on Christmas. And I was like, oh, what the heck? But hey, here we are. Get Shanahan, McVay, a lot on the line. You got Fox's number one crew. It, it, it feels like a playoff game. That's the part that does excite me is that it feels like a playoff game. You win, you move on, you lose, you might be done. So much on the line here. And I also do want to add this in too. Look, like for the national, before I make that thought, just for all those people who aren't clear, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of the scenario by now. The 49ers win, they're in, doesn't matter what goes on in Atlanta, or they need the Saints to lose. So even if the 49ers lose to the Rams, if the Falcons win, the Niners get in. For the Rams, if they beat the Niners on Sunday, they will win the NFC West. Or they need Arizona to lose to Seattle. Arizona would need to win against Seattle and the Rams to lose to win the NFC West. In that scenario, if the Niners pull us off and they beat the Rams and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, it looks fairly likely the Niners would play the Cardinals for a third time this season next weekend on Wildcard Weekend. But I'm not even talking about that. I feel like I've talked way too much about the playoffs over the past few weeks. And we may not even get there. We got to focus on this game. The only thing that should matter is this Rams game. Cannot wait. And now to my other thought that I was going to say, it's crazy. And and this is why at the top of the episode, I said, here we go again. And that's because 2019, week 16, Niners host the Rams. Mm -hmm. Must win game. Division on the line, right? The Niners need to win that game to get to week 17, play Seattle for the division. They won that game. But the same thing. The Niners have to win this game. It's a must win game. Otherwise, they're going to get a wild card, right? Last year, in uh, week week five or six, whenever it was, Sunday night, the Rams, uh, the Niners were two and three. It's a get-right game. Got to win that game. It's a must-win for our season. Niners get it done. Week 12 last year at the Rams, Niners are four and six. Same thing. Get-right game. Got to get this one. Got to get the season back on track. This season, week 10, get-right game. A lot on the line. You, you start, you're starting to see a certain pattern here. The last four or five times we've played, the Rams have been the exact same narrative. Get right game. It's a must win. We got to get it done. This has got to be the Shanahan game. And the Niners have delivered every single time. That's the crazy part about this. But again, here we are, Chevy. Same thing each time. We're worried as hell. We're we're nervous going into this game. Will the Niners deliver again? That's the question. The answer is, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I hope so. I don't like that attitude. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like, we got to, you know what I'm saying? This is, it, it's all, all hands when on deck. In, man. That's it. It's all, all sure. hands on deck here. You got to do what you got to do and just do whatever it takes to win. We're going to need this defense to step up. Everyone, also, another piece of good news, Dre Greenlaw did practice today. 
That is huge. Greenlaw has only been active twice this season. Week one against the Lions, week 12 against the Vikings. He has been out with a groin injury for pretty much the entire year. Aziz is already out of this game. So if Greenlaw is able to play, I think that would be massive for this defense. Um, Trent Williams also did not practice yesterday or today with an elbow injury. But Trent, well, I've said this a few weeks ago too. Trent Williams is one of those guys where like, I don't feel like he needs the practice. You know what I'm saying? If he's hurt, Definitely just not. throw him out there on Sunday and he'll, he'll be fine. So I'm not what Shanahan already said. He expects him to play on Sunday. If, if I know, I think we all know Trent Williams pretty good, but by now he's been through so much in his career. There's no way in hell, unless like, like his leg or elbow or like something is broken. Hey, I, for God's sake, even if something's broken, I feel like Trent Williams would play through it in a game like this. He's that, he's that outstanding. Like he's another guy. I talked about Elijah Mitchell earlier. Honestly, I thought I, I thought when Joe Staley retired, I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Staley was our staple at left tackle. Man, I, I, I love Trent Williams, man. I'm so happy we locked him up. He's, he's also so much fun to watch. He's been awesome to have for the second year now. We're going to have him for another handful of years. He'll, he'll be out there. Like, I'm not worried about him. He has an elbow injury that he sustained in the Texans game. He played through it. I cannot see Trent Williams missing this game. Yeah, I can't see him missing this game, too. I, I think he's going to play, and, you know, he, he's been the best left tackle in all of football this year. You know, he's he's been arguably the most valuable player in football this year if that award didn't go to quarterbacks exclusively. So, yeah, I mean, Trent Williams, he doesn't need to practice. The man knows what he's got to do, and we trust him. As long as he's healthy, he will be out there. Shanahan said he'll be out there. I, I have full confidence he'll be there, and we need him there. You know, he is the – Probably the most important piece to this team other than the quarterback. So, yeah, Trent Williams has been great. Great signing we made. You know, he's worth every penny we gave him. And, you know, he's been balling out at age 33 like he's in his prime. So, you know, I, I love Trent Williams. And he's going to be here for a long time as a Niner protecting Trey Lance in the next couple seasons. Yeah, if there's anyone I have, I would say, or if there's anyone I would have to bet on, having a similar career playing until their late 30s, maybe even 40. Well, Andrew Whitworth, our opponent on Sunday, who, again, I respect Andrew Whitworth a ton. To play that position at 40 years old, like, that's that's crazy. And everyone talks about Brady playing 44 quarterback. To play off at that age is freaking incredible. So kudos to Andrew Whitworth. I don't know when he's retiring of this or last season, but I got a ton of respect for that guy. But I think Trent Williams has – I feel like – out of everyone, I feel like he has the potential to pull a, a type of career like Andrew Whitworth and play till your late 30s. But we'll see what happens there. I expect Trent to be out there. Um, Mo Hurst was also limited. If he gets out there, he's hardly played all year. And then Hafunga, who's been out the last few weeks, was also limited. If Hopefully we get him out there because our secondary is a little iffy right now. We don't know who is going to be out there. So here we go. I know we'd want it. Any, I know we would want it another way. Obviously, we wish we had clinched last week if it weren't for the Panthers. Obviously, I kept saying keep pounding for the Panthers, but the Panthers just keep losing instead of keep pounding. <laughs> but this week, Falcons, man, I got belief in Matt Ryan. Let's get this done. But hey, again, I don't care what goes on in Atlanta. We got to take care of business here. So I know we would have won another way. But let's be real, man. For a game with this much on at stake here, Shanahan McVay, you got America's Game of the Week at SoFi Stadium. So much on the line. For entertainment purposes, I don't think you'd want it any other way. 
Yeah, this is the most entertaining game you can get since the week 17, 2019 against the Seahawks for a regular season game. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm nervous. So, you know, it's going to be a good week. I'm excited. No doubt. I, I'm excited for this one, too. I, I hope I hope that this goes our way, man. Win or lose, I hope we are moving on into the playoffs. It would be a really, really sour taste in, I think, all of our mouths if we didn't. But I, I trust these guys to go in there, get it done. We don't got to worry about what goes on in Atlanta if we just take care of business here. And at the same time, look, the Rams want to knock us out of the playoffs. We got a chance to 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 give the Cardinals the division rather than the Rams. Like, we, we got a chance to spoil the division here. So there's a lot at stake here for both teams. No one likes each other. I, I can't wait for this one. I'm nervous as hell, but man, I, I cannot wait for this one. Gonna be fun. Gonna be exciting. You got Joe and Troy on the call. Any prediction, Chevy? You know, I, I think we pull out with the win. We we take this game. You know, we dominated McVay and the Rams for the last uh, five in a row. I think we do it again with Jimmy G starting. I, I I agree. I was just about to say that. My final thought here is the Niners go into this game. Number ten starts Jimmy G. The Ram Slayer, the Ram Killer, whatever you want to call him. Jimmy G does his thing. I don't even care if he goes out there and, and throws six passes like he did in the championship game. Jimmy G is going to start, going to do his thing, and the Niners are going to get this job done and move on to the postseason. Can't wait for this one. Niners, Rams, and of course, don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. Of course, we'll be uh, on, on socials throughout this game on Sunday. Saints-Falcons also at 4.25 p.m. Eastern time on Fox as well. So that'll do it from this week's episode of the 49 away podcast. And hopefully next week we'll be previewing, hopefully praying that we will be previewing a playoff game and not wrapping up the regular season, but it's all in the hands of SoFi stadium. One way or another, we said the Niners season would end at SoFi stadium, but let's hope that that's in February and not on Sunday. So we will see y'all next week and enjoy Sunday. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep a lock. Stay tuned. We got a lot more Niners content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.